0: Blessed Monday, Thursday to you. Whatnoters, the podcasters, Pastor Wolfmuller here. 1,990 years ago today, our Lord Jesus Christ stood up from supper and wrapped a towel around himself and went to wash the disciples' feet. I imagined the silence in the room. You could hear the water dripping from their toes into the basin. As they astonishingly wonder is this is is this how low you will go jesus and he would say to them just wait till tomorrow (laughs) wow god be praised anyway hope you rejoice in the institution of the body and blood given and shed for you for the forgiveness of your sins on this day you rejoice in that tonight Here's a not Monday, Thursday reflection, though. I got a question from Ed who says, uh I was listening to Elon Musk wonder about the answers to the universe. What's the question? Ed asked my thoughts on that. So I ramble a bit thinking about it. I'd love your thoughts on that as well. Best way to do that is wolfmuller.co slash contact. And you can uh, let me know what you think. All right, here you go. Here's a question from Ed, who says, Pastor, I've recently become focused on Elon Musk. Not sure why. Perhaps it's just because of recent events, Twitter, etc. I was watching an interview during which he was asked, You're rich. You don't need to work. Why are you doing all this? He rambled a bit, cited the book Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy as an inspiration during his youth, which helped to shape his philosophy. Then what he said next grabbed me, and I haven't been able to stop thinking about it. He said, and I'm paraphrasing, Concerning humans, I know what the answer is, But I don't know what the correct question is. The answer is the universe. But I don't know what the correct question is. Since hearing this, I've been sketching and searching and trying to enter this conversation and reason my way through it. Starting with an assumed answer of the universe, how do I get to what the question should be? I'm going down the path of the answer is the universe. So the one who created the answer is God the Father, creator of heaven and earth. If the creator of the answer is God the Father, and he created the answer, and all things. Then he also created me. Since both the answer and I are created by the same God, then question: What is my relationship to both the answer and the creator? And it goes on from there. I'd love to hear your take on this, and also see any of your sketching concerning this. Thanks, Ed. Well, thank you, Ed. It's a uh, intriguing idea. I did a quick Google search, by the way, to see if I could find that particular conversation, and I found a different one where. Elon Musk said that the goal of SpaceX is to make humanity a multi-planetary species, thereby increasing our consciousness so that we know the question to which the answer is the universe. (laughs) So a similar sort of theme. The answer is the universe. Now what is the question? This is an intriguing thing. Uh, And I just been thinking about it just for a bit and so a couple of things to add although I I don't know what Elon Musk is thinking when I see him walking around Austin I'm going to I'll ask him for you and uh see if we can get drilled down a little bit closer but there's an there's an old philosophical way of thinking about these things and it was given to us by Aristotle Aristotle wanted to look at a thing and to understand that thing, he said that you need to know four things about it. This is Aristotle's four causes, and if you want an introduction to this, oh, years ago, maybe ten years ago, uh, Dr. Greg Schultz and I did uh, a series of interviews on the master metaphors of philosophy, and you can find that you can find that on my webpage. You can find it on the "What Does This Mean?" webpage. It's around, but if you look for maybe if you search for Aristotle's four causes, Wolfmuller. Then uh, you can find this and, uh, and, and listen to his take. There's the efficient cause, the formal cause, the material cause, uh, and the final cause, the telos. And Aristotle said you gotta, you got to understand those four things to understand a thing. So uh, the efficient cause is where does a thing come from? This is the how. How did it come to be? The material cause is what is it made of? And the formal cause is what's its shape and function the final cause is what's the purpose the why <clears throat> and this is a pretty good this is a pretty good framework for bringing to bear the questions of how a thing got to be what it is now oh i was going to say this at the beginning uh, you know i i've been thinking about language and universe that, i don't know why i i i think i prefer to speak of the cosmos rather than the universe because the universe has this idea of the It's this materialistic sense of everything is one. It's the uni. That was the the goal of the university is to discover the one truth. And especially physicists, as far as I can tell today, are still after that hunt for the one thing, for that unified theory, for the uni. I think cosmos is better because cosmos captures the idea of the order of things and the way things fit together and, it, and and when we speak of the cosmos, it assumes that there's a mind behind it and a purpose. But maybe Musk's question is the same. It assumes that things are simply not there, but that there's a from and a to in, in reality. Now, a, a really interesting thing to observe is that, well, here, here's maybe a hint from Luther. If you look at Luther's anthropological theses, he he did in 1536, uh, Luther wrote a set of theses, and I would really add to you listeners, I would really commend this to you for meditation and thinking. Uh, remember that, you know, the famous theses that Luther wrote, the 95 theses, 1517, but this writing of theses and posting them for debate was a common practice. Um, in the Middle Ages. And the University of Wittenberg kept that practice. So sometimes even Luther, as a professor, he would write theses and then would go to defend them. So in 1536, he wrote a series of theses concerning man and anthropology. This also comes into the discussion I had with Dr. Schultz. But but he goes back, Luther goes back and criticizes Aristotle because while Aristotle identified the four questions that you're supposed to ask, the four causes that you're supposed to be seeking after, when it came to understanding humanity, Aristotle and philosophy has no access to that. Man, when Aristotle and the philosophers look at humanity, they can only see the matter and the form. This is what a person is. This is what, so you have soul and body. This is the, the, the definition of a person, a, a, a rational animal but luther says that philosophy does not know the efficient cause for certain nor likewise the final cause philosophy is cut off from the how and the why you need theology for that now this this gets us to the limits of of the of the natural knowledge of of truth versus the revealed knowledge of truth. So here's an old category just to keep in your theological mind. The old theologians said that when it comes to the knowledge of God, there's the revealed knowledge of God, which comes to us from the prophetic and apostolic scriptures. And then there's the natural knowledge of God, which comes from observing the things which are in the world. And the natural knowledge of God, by the way, comes also in two directions from the outside. That's from observable creation and also from The inside, that's our conscience. And the the most careful treatment of this in the scriptures is in Romans 1 and Romans 2, where Paul talks about the conscience, but he, he also talks about in Romans 1 how the invisible attributes of God are known from the beginning through the things that were made. So the cosmos, or the universe, testifies to the fact that it is made. And that means that there is a maker. So, here, Ed you're on to something, but we we want to think about how creation testifies of this and i and I think the best way to understand the testimony from nature of God is to recognize that nature teaches us that God is big and good and mad, big because everything that we see is created, and so the Creator must be much bigger than that and powerful enough to put this all together. Good, because we recognize in this world a particular order that serves life. The fact that we can even reflect on these things indicates the goodness of God. And that not only is there an order in the structure of the cosmos that leads to us having life and awareness and awareness of that life, but we also see a moral structure that exists in the world and especially in humanity. So we see the goodness of God reflected in that also. So God is big, God is good, and at last God is mad. This is concluded from the fact that while we're able to recognize a particular order, we live in violation of that order. And specifically, we recognize a moral order, and we see in ourselves an inability to live according to that moral order we can recognize what's good and then we see in ourselves those things which are evil so the conclusion from natural revelation is that there is a god who is big and good and mad specifically at me and everyone else now out of those three truths come really all of the religions of the world when you look at when you look at uh whatever non-revealed religions, those that were disconnected from uh, the prophets and the apostles. So you look at aboriginal religions, or you look at the ancient uh, mythologies, you see the god or the gods who are good and big and mad, and people making atonement by their own efforts and works to try to appease the anger of the gods. When we turn to the scriptures, though, we we see more, oh, so, and so this is the point is that when we just have the cosmos or when we just have the universe, we can tell something of it, but we can't get to the how and we can't get to the why apart from the prophets and the apostles. But when we get to the prophets and the apostles, we have a head start into that. How, how did this happen? Well, it happened not just by God creating, but by God speaking. And so it's the scripture that tells us that the power is not in some sort of, well, maybe say, that, that the power is precisely in the Word. And in God speaking, things leapt into being. That there is a fundamental wordiness of all of, all of creation. Now, science is beginning to get little hints at that when they recognize, for example, like the DNA as a language and so forth and so on. But it can't get that to its fullness, how how fundamentally verbal all of creation is. And it can't get to the why. Why does this exist? We have it already in Genesis 1. Is that the Lord put the universe here to serve human life so that we could rejoice in God and he could rejoice in us. It's an amazing sort of thing that Elon Musk will want to make sure that we that we leave this planet. At, but I think if we do, who knows? What we'll start to recognize is that the the Earth is the center of the universe. Now, it might, it might not be geographically the center of the universe, but humanity is what God's attention is on because He loves us because he desires to have us with him in eternal life. And that's pretty amazing. Ed, you got to this uh, in your email where you said that the one who created the everything is the one who created me. But he's also the one who put himself into the universe, into this cosmos, into our flesh and blood, and under our sin and condemnation, so that we could be with him in the new heaven and the new earth. Where the righteous dwell, so there's my my thoughts on this. The universe is the answer. What is the question? Well, it wasn't a question that caused the universe. It was a statement. It was God who said, "Let there be." Wolfmuller.co slash contact to send your questions. Wolfmuller.co slash Wednesday to sign up for Wednesday Whatnot, which is key to your life and happiness, really. (laughs) Not really. But that's where I send out all the stuff that I'm wondering about and thinking about. So that's a thing to sign up. It's free. You can subscribe and get nothing else. Than the free subscription that that five bucks helps out which I was think I could not sleep last night because I've been thinking about this but we have the worldwide Bible study on Wednesday morning and now I, I can't I had the idea just before I fell asleep or just before when I laid down in bed I didn't really sleep but thinking about what would it be like to try to have the worldwide Bible study available in every different language to have a Russian worldwide Bible study to have a Spanish worldwide Bible study to have an ASL worldwide Bible study And what would it take to put that together all night? I was thinking about that. probably needs a coordinate. Anyway, uh, your support is what enables stuff like that. So if you go to wolfmila.co slash support or subscribe to Wednesday, whatnot, that that all piles into that stuff. And I I think that'd be a lot of fun. In fact, if you know someone who would be interested in that or thinking about that, then then let me know as well. Wolfmila.co slash contact. That comes to me. And. Producer Packer, who helped sort through a bunch of the questions as well. So, hey, thanks for being along for the ride. Uh, keep in touch. Blessed Monday, Thursday, Holy uh, Good Friday, Holy Saturday to you, as we um, as we remember all that the Lord suffered and and did for us, so that we might so that we might not only understand the universe, but the Creator of the universe. God be praised.